0: Folks, we're going to enter into part two with William G. Walker, otherwise known as Bill Walker, and uh, today's show, we're going to go ahead and bless those people at Towns and Spice again, and right in front of Bill Walker, I set down one of his concoctions. That's uh, the old squirrel dust right there. Bill, you see it?
1: Yeah, you know, I really want to do this online with at least, I think you got six... Viewers now or listeners? Oh, you got someone. I I, I know. I plastered on two people. I'm getting ready to make it hot and viral. Just when it comes out, make hot sure you put on your wife's phone too, whether yeah. you listen oh, to it or not. Yeah. She's the only one that does Facebook, so <laughs> we'll we'll put it up there once at least. And so, but your 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 podcast. But but what I really want to pressure you on is that once upon a time I was a salesman. I can tell. You know, I, I got two core. Capabilities besides that, as gardening <laughs> and cooking. Those are two and, fine crafts. You know, I've been seized in Dolly Parton Stampede for 25 years now. Their chicken and their pork and their potatoes. You told me about her grass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Well, I took three parts of her barbecue and I put one part of her chicken into this squirrel dust. Magic. And there's not a person that's ever tried it and said it was great. And I want it under your label. Yeah. I want it under the joe wilson towson spice label and i, I mean i i was so in, in in encouraged because you turned me on to them and i wanted a bunch put in some jars and i've done that in my basement all the time i know that's not craft home oh legal. It's, it's fine no it's no fine. it's not legal at home because it's spices but there's everything else you can do at home cooking <laughs> thing but I want you to put squirrel dust on one of your brands now, and I want you to sell it for me. I will. I'll tell you. I told him. I told him he ever sold $10,000 worth in one quarter. I want 2% commission. There you go. So that, Townsend. And I gave him, I gave him the formula. Oh, he
0: told me. He told Oh, me. he did. Shane Lynn. Yeah, Shane Lynn sponsored the whiskey for tonight. That's,
1: that's that Wiseman there. Well, he's mm. a mighty fine man on many levels. And I'll tell you what, he was kind enough to put squirrel dust in there for me. And people told me it goes on titers it and goes. squirrel and bear and coon and beaver and but, It'll you be know, proud to know chicken. that that
0: squirrel dust is from coast to coast. I've given it to people from coast to coast. All right. Um, kind of tastes like Lay's barbecue potato chips to me in an odd way.
1: Well, that ain't so bad.
0: No, they sell a pile of them a lot I more. heard of they it. They sell a lot more shit than I do. Yeah. But, there are Townsend, very few,
1: Very few people that, that have ever had anything taste as good as that. And it needs to have your label on it. Well, I appreciate it. I'm telling it. you. I want those commissions.
0: I want to give them to you. So if and when you ever find the time to go on townsandspice.com online there, you can you could call them and ask them, "Hey, if you got any of that squirrel dust, send me a bottle of that." Mm-hmm. And and once we get to ten thousand dollars, Bill we will get that two percent. That's right. And uh, do the math. <laughs> and uh, but in the meantime, they've got countless flavors on there. There's a Townsend brand, and you can also pick up those Joe Wilson brands on. Now, t- I was thinking
1: t- about when I get in that that state contest. I you know the smart money would be on. Joe Wilson's steak no, seasoning. I, I, think, I mean, I don't know. I figure he knows what that tastes like. Bill, it I would could say, be
0: number one. <laughs> I, I know and we'll walk right into it. I know that you're a uh you've got a trout fishing cookbook out there.
1: I do. It's called the Trout Biscuit Hotel Cookbook. Country well, classic and in between. And trout biscuit.
0: Trout biscuit. It's got tons and tons. It's got everything you want on there from your sauces. Yeah. It's got... Season- it's got drinks. It's got drinks. It's got sauces. It's got uh, entrees, and- desserts. Tay and cook and listen. But what you need to be working on day in and day out is how you're going to be the one guy that can actually make rainbow trout taste worth a shit.
1: Oh, man, let me tell you. The other day, the other day, we had a group of people over, you know, and I put a bunch of... The blackened seasoning that's right there in the, in the Trout Biscuit Hotel cookbook, right up on top of the outside of all the skin and the head on and yeah. everything. And I cooked about a dozen trout. And there were a shortage of people showed up, so I had some leftovers. My wife even learned and did some great deboning and some already cooked trout. And I was thinking about this great crab cake recipe I have in the cookbook. But who needs crab? We had some trout. Mm. little blackened in on it? <laughs> that must be some damn <laughs> well, good seasoning. It was D- it was, it was, <laughs> let me tell you, it was D-O-T-L. And I won't tell you what that acronym means, but my wife certainly <laughs> will be smiling when she hears it. I'm, so, I'm going to tell you, man. It's good. it's good. I'm
0: one of those old school guys. My fingers still smell like muck tuck for cook, cutting you off oh, that slip. Oh, that's too, too much so to information. I'm going to tell you, I have always been a huge fan of fried cornmeal. Uh, I, I'm i not a thick-cut
1: fish guy. You and Forget the okra and fry the cornmeal. Uh,
0: I think you need to sear the okra, fry the cornmeal. Um, Throw the okra out to the dogs. <laughs> the, 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 the fact, like in my freezer, and before you go, I'm going to give you some, some halibut that I caught in Alaska. It's fabulous. But this trout, although it's a... It's a pleasure to go out and catch catch something as pretty as a rainbow or a brown trout. I, it's one of those critters that I just assume let swim because I can't find
1: a way to actually make I one edible. I can cook trout for you two ways for sure that you would think this is A-OK.
2: A-OK or, yeah, I want some more. I mean, like, that was really good. Okay. Well, the first one
1: is you get some of that of bacon. Ah, mm. slice you a little thin onion up, a little parsley, little half thin slices of lemon. Put that parsley and lemon and onion inside the trout, and then wrap it with bacon, and S- cook the whole thing on top of a grill. You sometimes you might want to use some foil so it doesn't just beat it up, you know, mm-hmm. and put the. Overlapping the bacon part down first and sear that son of a gun up and then flip it over and cook that side and then eventually move the foil out from under it get a little smoke and if you don't like that you are not living (laughs)
0: right i've been trying to live clean um it's a couple deals critique this recipe right quick i am a guy that is trying to get other people away from using bacon other than for breakfast on a burger. Uh, I, I'm not appalled. I, I understand the reasonings. But what I am is I'm trying to get people to not think that wrapping bacon Placing a jalapeno <laughs> on everything other than general beef, pork, and 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 poultry is what you, what you're doing is is you don't like the flavor of the meat. If I put bacon and you can slap me, Bill, but if you don't like the flavor of the trout, just leave the son of a bitch in the water <laughs> and go go to the crappie, the walleye. Well, the, everybody needs a little meat. They they do, and if you've got to add bacon it, at a competition, say we're at this competition. Well, just competition.
1: say you're, you're you're just say you're camping out. Yeah, it's the last of four days, and you got a can of beans, mm-hmm. you got a can of stewed tomatoes. I'm eating them both, and you got some <laughs> bacon and an onion. Perfect. And you catch some trout. Well, the protein is the trout. I'd
0: call the protein the bacon. Throw the trout back in the water because you can't. Make <laughs> well, that. we didn't have that much bacon. <laughs> there were six of us. You, know, the, but, the, you, know, the, you had to stretch things out. Uh, you know, you got to feed the masses. I, I'm I'm there, and and All so right. it's an honor. Right. This year we're going to have in Melbourne come August. We're going to have the first annual. Um, ancillary competition at our steak cook-off, and and it's going to be trout, and I hope that someone comes to this event. What's it called? The event. Uh, Yeah, it's called something. uh, It's our Steaks for Sheepdog event. Yeah. And we do it at Melbourne, uh, Townsend Spice and Supply, Malcolm Reed. Malcolm Reed is probably the most viewed barbecue guy uh, on the whole wide world web there. And then we've got Cosmo coming. He's probably right up there with Malcolm on most viewed people. They're, really? Yeah, we've got some. Hey, we. Hey, those are just the guy who go out and make them shows. We've got uh, uh, my That's buddy awesome. Mark Lambert's going to be there. Uh, Seven time world champion of barbecue. Um, we're, well, I
1: don't expect a place for uh, well. <laughs>
0: None of them have put so much seasoning on Dolly Parton's breasts as you, though, Bill. Well, I
1: always ask her for an autographed picture with thanks for all the rubs, but I
0: ain't got (laughs) it yet. But but the goal of the deal is is I think that what's going to win it, you know, MSG is one of those chemicals that, yeah, just like Bill could snort (laughs) cocaine. (laughs) Thumbs up. (laughs) Bill could snort cocaine with Bill Clinton and Jerry Jeff Walker. (laughs) I'm going to tell you that MSG is the cocaine of cooking. Absolutely. And uh but there's a there's a flaw with MSG. If you use MSG on something you don't like, it, it makes it worse. Oh, it makes it, it, it worse. Yeah. Yeah, it's like mm. that
1: bad part of the turtle. Yeah. <laughs> don't and we put know where that is on that.
0: So MSG. If, say, you didn't like tomatoes and you put MSG on a tomato, that's the most tomato-flavored tomato you've ever had. It's like food on cocaine. And if you like beef and you want it beefier, well, MSG does it. And, you know, a couple billion Asians can't be wrong. Well, there's like
1: three-tenths of one percent of people that MSG actually has an adverse effect on. And they're hypochondriacs. And somehow or another, in the news, bled hysteria of life it's been eliminated from everything so when seasoning Dolly Parton's plate for all these years the first thing we had to do that was different from the original recipe was remove MSG and we have and it's interesting to look at the recipe with it or without it it is in the cookbook the barbecue recipe it's a like a seasoning from five generations of Texans that's. That's decent to eat, and mostly Texans can't make barbecue sauce, but they can season beef and smoke it very well. But it comes from a long, long line. One of our four listeners is from Texas. Well, I love him to death, but he can come get some (laughs) Delta barbecue sauce and we'll still enjoy his his Texas seasoning because it's awesome and they still use it. And then the the next thing that came down when we had to alter the recipe was. The government uh, there was some issues with garlic and we had to resource where it came from. And then the third thing was that you had to resource your garlic? Yeah, like there was some shit on
0: So did you know different bad?
1: parts of the country of uh, the world that you couldn't have it from there and, and the company had to uh, find different supply chains for Aaron. It. Mm.
0: So if you go to the grocery today,
1: you go over there to the garlic aisle.
0: If the roots are still on the garlic, if there's little fragments of dirt in the roots there, that's American garlic. If there are no roots on the garlic, it's foreign garlic.
2: Huh.
1: I didn't know that. And then, you know, we were looking into creating products for... um Costco and some other companies. I did some work with Sam's Club and peppers. Bill's, Bill's got all of the uh, potato salad and coleslaw. I left. I left the, uh, chefing industry and went into product development. It was a lot of fun. I mean, the University of Arkansas Food Science Department was my conduit to it. I mean, mm-hmm. we all, I always talk about connections, yeah. Access is nine tenths of possession, and if you're an old chef and you want to get away from working all those hours because you're married to a school teacher, you never see each other anymore. Like holidays, summer, you know, weekends, I mean, it was just not the, the thing. I got into uh, uh, working with the University of Arkansas's food science department and they turned me on to some manufacturers. And I got to take some of these, season- some of these things. There was a lady that, that said, go to the grocery store and find out what's there that you can do better what isn't there that should be and the first Mm -hmm. thing i decided on was seasoning blends because at the time there was only like lowry seasoning pepper seasoning garlic seasoning salt and maybe some uh uh Chef Proudhon, Mm -hmm. uh, yep, his black and he had some he had some chili pepper things out, and that and there was also Cavenders, which is made in Harrison, which is a wonderful worldwide great Mm -hmm. seasoning. You know, the only thing better than that
0: is uh, Townsend
1: Greek. (laughs) Well, I know, but these guys were just a long, long time ago. (laughs) I love it, man. Put it on your breasts. I don't mean to. Throw out competition. But, no, we love uh, it. You know, some things start things, and other people join. Someone mm-hmm. said, "So you're a competitor?" I said, "No, I'm not a competitor. I'm i I'm a I'm a team member." Yeah, I mean, we're both doing this here,
2: look I like the guy in way.
1: Arkansas in, in Fayetteville that's doing spices, and someone said to me, "Oh, you got a competitor in Fayetteville?" I said, "No, I don't have a competitor. I've got a a, a team member, mm-hmm. someone that's doing the same thing that can grow small business and." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, Townsends and and Cavenders equal the same exact thing. They they're local. I mean, they've been doing it for twenty or thirty years. Oh at yeah, Townsends. Yeah, Townsend's oh, been a staple in
0: in Arkansas since the late seventies. Uh, Cavender's been around, a highly popular yeah, I was brand. Was the
2: sixties or seventies? Oh yeah, early seventy eight. And,
0: and uh, really, Townsend. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you said Lowrys, and so many people So I'm surrounded by barbecue and grilling guys yeah. the best in the world and and you know we'll cast stones at that Lowry's there's no shame in Lowry's well,
1: it started at a steakhouse yeah Lowry's
0: is good seasoning
1: I mean it was a Lowry's steakhouse in freaking Chicago mm-hmm. so it seems to me based on what you're talking about gives more ammunition to what I'm believing is that you have to come from somewhere Oh, Before yeah. you can be broad market. Mm. I mean, it actually started at a steakhouse. So, so I
0: said the other day, in order to go someplace, you got to go everywhere. And what I mean by that is, in order to build yourself up as a person, you, you need to go everywhere. And everywhere contains failure, struggle, it, it contains success. It contains everything, and and so you know you could you could read that in a lot of ways. You could say, well, you got to be well-traveled. well traveled. Well, well traveled gives you the experiences to have failure, mm-hmm. struggle.
2: Well, it seems to experience and to is see most people's, I'm sorry. No, 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 no and just to see.
0: Yeah, that. and and you know, the struggle. Struggle is one of the the key building blocks for success. And if you were a small business and you jumped into it and I think it's like Bitcoin, right? So these jackasses go out and they buy them 47 cents worth of Bitcoin and get a million dollars. I'd Mm -hmm. rather
1: invest in marijuana. I know you would. I mean, really, (laughs) it's something you can count on. Uh,
0: Well, say that to my 33 cents that I got right now that I bought at 90. Uh, Well, I hate that for you. (laughs) You It's time of the market. (laughs) But
1: but I say it's over now (laughs) because it's going to be legal everywhere. Your days are over. No, well, I bought into a Canadian
0: firm that's Pretty big up there, and Good. and it's yeah. going to be life changing someday. Yeah, but, I'm sure it is, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but
1: not till you puff it.
0: Well, and when that shit gets to go, a million Bill. bucks, I'll I'll puff the shit out of it but <laughs> when at, it's legal. And current at five thousand dollars, it does not match my monthly income, and I believe I'll stay away.
2: From <laughs> Joe, my... <laughs> Joe's got a, a
1: persona to protect, and you know he doesn't need anything illegal. I have not well, you know illegal. I tried. I know that for I'm sure.
0: a I'm a. I walk right upside the fence.
2: Yep. Um, at least he's open to it. I, I think. Don't get is. that Bob wire hooked in your leg. No, because nope, yeah. I don't touch get that edge, But <laughs> I walk it's right slippery slope it. with that marijuana.
1: They say it's a what do they call that gateway. Thank you very much. Yeah. So yeah. my uh, ass. well, that wasn't what they said during Reefer Madness. They said it was the same as heroin. <laughs> heroin. It's just oh, bad. I guarantee you, being what? a guy that's done. Everything at least once. Everything. He's seen your butthole once. No, I've never <laughs> done anything with men like you're talking about. <laughs> really, or oh, I'm or saying, looked at my hey, ass or anything. Hey, I've done, this, not done that. My nutsack is still intact.
0: Bill, this looking at buttholes is is, is solely right. a, it's a solo mission. It's not right. It. Well, I ain't never seen well,
1: my. There was a beautiful girl once.
0: Yeah. There's nobody. She, it's just the three she, of us and four listeners. She go in there. <laughs> I didn't go in there. I mean, there's a better place an eighth of an inch away. Well, I know. you know, my buddy told me it tastes like a nine volt battery, and I just Woo. stayed away from it. I went.
1: This is getting kind of R-rated. No, you'll no. Have, you'll if have you that. look us there's up, there's no suicide. No, no. We're not talking about A <laughs> little smoking. We're drinking.
0: <laughs> we are talking no. about buttholes and not the Clintons. Oh. Uh, so. Help me. Uh, if you look up our podcast, all four listeners will look up, and, and it says
2: it's clean right there on the on the deal. Yeah, I can click click that explicit box. No, I think I'd stay away from it, but until <laughs> I get warned. Well, we we pushed this too far already. You know, oh no, yeah. no, about
1: no, no, about
2: butthole. But, well, we word. may
0: run episode two before we run episode one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it might
0: it might be a better go at the deal. Um, yeah. Aaron, we might think about this episode two. Uh, kind of starts off of no with and vinegar.
1: It kind of is. Yeah, it's, yeah.
0: it's uh, next time we'll get you. All right, will we'll get you in. on two fifths. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and some there's home. still
1: some four hundred dollar bourbon <laughs> there. Yeah, there. yeah. by oh, God, I hope somebody else gets to I'll, try it. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with the, the the house house version. I've never heard of it though. I mean, the wise man. I'm a big fan of bourbon. Oh, I'm a huge fan I'm of bourbon. Huge fan My too. dad was was told to quit drinking scotch by his doctor. Huh. It was really a bigger subject than he imagined. He, he went to bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I could I tell
0: you what. His house
1: brand was maker smart, but.
0: up there by the warthog next to the 1913 newspaper, the porcupine quills and that little elf and that alka seltzer. Jesus. And the Christ. alligator head yeah, full have. of uh, full of Viagra peels and my grandpa's old ball cap.
1: Whose picture is that on tank?
0: <laughs> that that is tank and Tank's going to be a future guest if we don't lose. I was him. wondering
1: who the hell's Tank.
0: Tank tanks a hog farmer from the Carolinas. He raises his hogs on the swamp grounds there and and uh Tank's traveling all the way from New York to Miami cooking whole hogs. Yeah. We get
1: a, him to the studio. We, uh, we, we can, can plug him in the side. We can
0: plug him into the side, but that, believe it or not, that is Tank's first batch. Of homegrown clear whiskey right there in that oh, jar. Oh, wow. Christina, can you come pick me up? <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, do you want to have a swig of that? Just I would love to. Well, crack it open. No one's cracked it open. I took a swig the day you gave it to me. Are you I'm sure? going to look around your room farther. Yeah, grab that that whiskey. I'll tell you about Tank, and and maybe we'll get Tank on here. I've already talked to him. Tank's had a... <laughs> yeah, you just drank this straight out of the jar, boys. And this is a... This is made out of corn. This ain't sugar shine. This is the yeah the real deal. so okay. he's got a beaver so over a here bourbon. in the corner, a beaver with an American hat on, and a, that was uh, a anniversary
1: present for my wife. My, I, I sent you a picture. I got all of it. Of Walker Insurance. Basically. I did. Did you notice that there were staples all on it? I did taste that right there. There's Just some staples
2: there. on it. Mm, you know what the staples Whoa. are in the shape of? That's different than anything I've ever. The shine. Yeah, smooth, right? Yeah,
0: Tastes one little swig. You don't have don't drink yeah. too much because trust me. shit. It, Let it touch it, is That's that is special. You telling Tank that's smooth? That is that is good. So Tank is tied this in is with Kentucky. The, it's got quality. a lot of
2: a lot of flavors in it. So it does ta- have a lot of flavors? So y'all, it doesn't
1: have any any bur any brown. Barrel or nothing. It's no, just flavor from straight mason star. Matter of clear fact, clear
0: whiskey. Yeah. Tank is tied in with those boys from uh, the moonshiners on Discovery oh, yeah. Channel.
1: What what area? Uh,
0: all of it. What Kentucky? What state? <laughs> Kentucky. Okay. <It's clears throat> maybe Tennessee. I don't know. Well, Kentucky. So on History Channel, Discovery Channel, one of those. Mm-hmm. There was a show called Moonshiners, yeah. and Tank teamed up with that head honcho from that program. And they did a a series on uh, on barbecue, and it was really kind of a, a race relation style show. And so, what they were doing was is they were they were trying to pinpoint the history of barbecue throughout muktuk Muck tuck's I was getting it. No, tuck no, no. no, getting it. No, not at all. I was
1: wondering the the alcohol percentage or volume of that particular. Pretty thing fucking high. When I was just taking my deep <laughs> breath. It had nothing to do with muck tuck. I got that shit down. Yeah. For me, currently it's down. Good. Yeah, for when you right. go
0: to spackle in the back of the toilet in the morning, <laughs> it wasn't tanks moonshine. It was damn sure the well blubber. Look, let
1: me tell you. From that Last
2: date. Oh,
1: I grew up where they captured uh, alligator guards in a in a hook on on the damn ferry. They'd hang meat down in a circle of rope, and the alligator guard go through. It was down there around Mariana, Arkansas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They'd go through there and they would grab it, and the farther they went, the more it choked <laughs> their necks down. I mean, I went to the Marion freaking hotel where the Excelsior. I guess it's freaking. Double tree now in downtown. <laughs> they gave you a chocolate the, chip cookie. Across from the Capitol Hotel. <laughs> but there was a hotel there called the Marion Hotel. My daddy took me down there when I was probably five years old. Was probably before the big ass kicking. But they had an alligator gar on the back bar. Most people got a naked woman, with, like, from the West with mm-hmm. yeah. titties and stuff. But, no, they had an alligator gar. And they pulled out a little box for a kid. They said, push that button, and it'd jump up and scare you to death. And the alligator
0: would. Well, no. Oh, a jack-in-the-box type. Yeah, something like
1: that. jack in a box with titties. No, but, get but titties time.
0: and alligator teeth and all that <laughs> shit. All at
1: once. Did,
0: so did you know? I got over it. There was a time in the great state of Arkansas, down in Hot Springs. Marion Hotel. Well, I'm going farther down. I'm going down in Hot Springs to mm-hmm. where the sport fish was the alligator gar. And people would travel from long distances. Oh, they
1: had a park.
0: Yep, yep. People would travel long distances. It was like the marland of water was the alligator. They dog. had
1: a park.
0: Yep, yep. And so Hot Springs, uh, well, that book sitting in front of you, there's a book there. I'm going to give that book to you because you've never read that particular book. That book is on Titanic Thompson, right? And that guy,
1: card Sharker. Oh, read read the, read the back of it. Gunslinger.
2: Yeah,
0: read read the back if you can. Read still
1: the read. Back. I read. <laughs> I can probably read better
2: than both of us. Alvin
1: Titanic Thompson, eighteen ninety two to nineteen seventy four, traveled his golf clubs, a forty five revolver, and a suitcase full of cash. The prototype for guys and dolls hero Sky Masterson. He killed five men and married five women, each one a teenager, on her wedding day. Titanic won and lost millions playing cards, dice, golf, pool, and dangerous games of his own invention. He traded tricks, card tricks, with Houdini, Conal Al Capone teed it up with Ben Hogan and Sam Snead, and Sam Snead said, if a guy ever takes a divot on his driver, bet all you got. <laughs> Lost a man to Minnesota Fats, then turned, teamed up with Fats and won it all back. He- In Spirited Prose, award-winning writer Kevin Cook distills truth from legend recapturing all the colorful times of an American original. And that, my dear friends... Is Titanic Thompson a true story? Have you ever heard of this man? Never heard of him in life, but I love to read out loud. So I got the speech
2: award in ninth grade. <laughs> like it you pretty did pretty good. That was sexy. That uh, first time. I, so, I listened to so, some of your audio books.
0: Let me tell. Let me tell you about old Titanic. This will blow your mind because you live in Rogers now, right? It's true. Titanic grew up in. He was born in Monet, Missouri, and grew up in Rogers, Arkansas. And this guy was the most winning this, go- this guy won more money at golf than anybody back in the day. And he in Rogers, Arkansas. Uh, around the country, he would go and and he would he would golf against professionals. And those professionals you mentioned in that brief little reading there. But he uh, he would go out the night before, and he would take a garden hose and he would run this garden hose on top of the green and and in a hard place where you couldn't make that shot and he would would run that garden hose he'd fill it up with water and it'd weight down that dirt Mm -hmm. just enough Mm -hmm. and he'd go to the green and he'd get one of them professional golfers and he'd say i bet you i can make that in one shot and uh and they'd say i bet you can't well he'd line up there and right-handed he would hit the ball and it'd follow that old snake trail from Mm -hmm. that garden hose thing right in the cup and they'd say i bet you can't do that twice and he'd say you know what double or nothing would be if i did it twice triple or nothing would be if i did it left-handed and so he'd line up left-handed because that bill was his natural hand
2: Mm.
1: (laughs) kind of like uh you know the opposite of mickelson
2: miggleson's right. Well, he's right left handed. Migelson's left. left
1: He plays left handed golf because his Uh, dad had left handed golf clubs. He's right handed. See, I shoot. I
0: shoot left handed because I can only close my right eye. Uh, (laughs) uh, That's no shit. shit. (laughs) True story. That's the. That's the only. Well, so when I was little, I tried. I got a BB gun and let's try this. (laughs) <laughs> you oh, think this is bad. That's good. You're going to get the bumps and the things and the accents. This is so, good. You got a little ring the bell. Yeah. So I went outside with my BB gun, and I could only close my right eye. And so I couldn't shoot it right-handed with my right eye closed, so I threw it on my left shoulder. And still to this day, I've been shooting for 40-some years, and I've never held the gun right-handed.
2: Really?
1: Nope. Can't do
2: really? it. Fun well, fact.
1: I mean, I tell you, it's whatever works. You know, uh, my brother, good. you know, he threw me the... You threw me the card, you know?
2: Yeah. His well, ID. Yeah. Oh, the yeah, no, no, fake ID. You know, Back yeah. to the next podcast. Screw up yeah. this <laughs> That's on that, part that. one <laughs> that comes, <laughs> <you> know, <but laughs> comes second. In case you, in case you three
1: people <laughs> listened, you know? Maybe, no, there's maybe four. There's we four. got that one yeah. well, I'm not sure it. he listens every day. But. No, we got a preacher <laughs>
0: okay. in Tennessee as well. Yeah.
1: All right, we're up to five. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> hell, I'm spreading the word. But, you know, it's kind of interesting. My brother, so he was in Vietnam when when the rancher that had the prize bull didn't like our bird dog that would go find the hunting places for us because he was a lap dog as well he'd go he'd take me hunting well he didn't like him getting in the pasture where his prize bull was so well one day i went down to feed the dogs david was in vietnam dad was up in the house and he didn't look regular but I, I didn't ask the question, I went down to feed the dogs. I feed the dogs and Duke was dead. Dick was dead. Duke,
0: Duke. Duke, Duke the, the dog. Duke. Duke, the dog. <laughs> Duke. He was
1: laying there in the in the in the hay, you know, and I went up and said, Dad, Duke's dead and I, he says, Yeah, I know, I saw him, I can't deal with it. Would you would you bury him behind the bar for, barn barn for us? I said, Hell yeah, Dad, I'll bury him. I was seventeen. Mhm. I can be an adult. Well, I never found out why or who poisoned my dog. Mm -hmm. But 20 years or so after my brother was back from Vietnam, we were out one night kind of drinking some bourbon. I've been there. And I said, David, (laughs) fuck. (laughs) I don't even know who killed him. He said, well, Billy, you get emotional. I said, what? He says, you get a little emotional. I get even. Dad wrote me about Dick. And we knew that James E. McDaniel, the uncle of our former Justin McDaniel guy got mm-hmm. yeah well he was like the you know attorney general for the state of arkansas mm-hmm. i mean i knew him when he was 14 we went duck hunting and everything he killed his your uncle, dog. his uncle his killed uncle, my dude. dog poisoned him because he didn't like him running around uh-huh. and my brother said well billy you get emotional dad'd have to get you out of jail from beating someone's ass <laughs> he said but i get even and about five days after my brother got home from vietnam he was he was the expert in the Marines. My dad was proud to be a sharpshooter. Yeah. My brother was an expert. Yeah. He shot expert in every weapon they had. He went out of boot camp as a corporal. Mm. How many did he do? Well, that's pretty good was offered everything Officer at School. But he had made a commitment to Bert Jeffries, who's in Bill Clinton's first book, a guy he grew up with in Hot Springs, that if either one of them went to Vietnam, the other would go. Mm. And my brother graduated with that opportunity. he ended up working in the in quartermaster yeah. in and, Da Nang. And he found out from my father. And five days after he got home, he told me 20 years later, Dad came up to him and said, I understand James E. McDaniels Prize Bull was shot today. Huh. And my brother says, Is that right? He says, David, you didn't have anything to do with that, did you? He said, No, sir. He said, Well, I heard it had to be at least a 500 yard shot. He <laughs> goes, Well, not many people can do that, can they? He was probably and aiming then, at a blackbird. And then <laughs> my dad said, <laughs> that well, bull the, got in front the, of it. The, <laughs> and <laughs> then my dad said, Well, the Lord works in mysterious ways. <laughs> oh, I hear and i tell you what, I'm proud of my brother yeah I told a story about him getting out of college and everything, and yeah not on a prime level, yeah. but when he was a marine, that's some of it served well, so yeah. that story I believe is
0: on. Part one that comes after part two because we're going yeah. to actually run part we're two
1: versus yeah are you really yeah well it doesn't matter everything goes in a different order of yeah things. and, well, I, and just, I would love to talk about my father's experience I, in World War Two well
0: I'm I'm gonna I tell you what I'm gonna do I'm gonna cradle this right right up to your father on the I'm gonna move this cutting board that was from part one that's got the
2: muck tuck on there we and, definitely don't need and I ain't anymore. throwing up yet. Well, it's early. It'll come out the rear.
0: So in your best speaking voice, you
2: wanna read that? Uh he's got the speaking voice. I don't. He's already got it memorized. So this is Bill's book. I'd like to have this
1: job description. Military Intelligence Division War Department. This is to certify that George D. Walker is a special agent of the Counterintelligence Corps and is authorized to perform such duties as may be entrusted to him, signed by the military war department. So the deal was that Dad was 31 years old when he was drafted about eight weeks after Pearl Harbor. He was a single man. He'd been practicing law for six years as a full partner in the oldest firm west of mississippi and held in arkansas he had graduated from the university of arkansas first in his class passed the bar exam his junior year which was a three-year term not four as it is now which which you can't do anymore you don't get to just take the test he also was a graduate of Sewanee university in Sewanee, Tennessee, it was called the University of the South, and my father, my brother, and my grandfather all went to school there. Dad graduated Phi Beta Kappa, Universities of the Meridia, and first in his class. Universities of the Meridia meant that you had a English, French, and Latin quality of your understanding of language. Hmm. That's like uh. Uh, Donald Trump's wife? Probably so. She's hey. got five, I think. She's got five languages. She, so, she, now, I'm not sure she knows Latin, but the the lady is a beautiful, fine, I have not seen a glimpse individual. of her. Have you seen a glimpse and of her? She was smart no, enough to stay out of the, show of the bullshit. Of, I mean, she knew that the guy... Has got some shit going on oh, yeah he's around some stuff going on in washington that we don't like and here's a a populist like bernie sanders boy of which don i wish my friend joe thought i represented a whole different side this of, was one personality of... that he never thought i even knew but i was an abc guy so. anybody but clinton I gave money to Tulsi Gabbard, <laughs> Klobuchar, and Bernie just to beat her ass.
2: So I this fucking guy, love Tulsi
1: Gabbard. Oh, totally. I do too. I got a T-shirt that says Tulsi Gabbard and Johnny Joy Jones for President twenty
0: twenty four. So this guy, this Bill Walker, I fooled you. You did fool me. So this Bill Walker's running around town for a year. <laughs> He's got flags Bernie. and T-shirts. Feel the burn. Ball cap on. <laughs> He's
1: he's he still like me. He didn't know why. <laughs> well,
0: shit, I, I told you I'm an open-minded individual. And so he uh, he's running around, and it's Bernie this and Bill the Burn that. And I'm thinking, damn, this old Bill Walker has lost his damn mind. Because <laughs> I, I liked him. Because <laughs> this Bernie, I mean, that dude's ridiculous. And that's kindly being said there
1: well i wanted socialism and capitalism up against each other i had a t-shirt that said trump sanders 2016 i wanted it to Holy come out shit. then you I want to, to talk about a mutt <laughs> i wanted it to come out then i didn't want to have to wait and do all these years of of, of separation and everything. let's so, get this gunfight down to the so Let's that's when you were some... looking up for the for the pistols for the duel. Yeah, that's when I looked for the pistols for the duel. I wanted to get them over. They're thirty seven hundred dollars a piece. Yeah, well, it's a damn. That's too damn much money for me.
0: Well, <laughs> you know what even makes that worse is that's damn sure a lot of money for pistols. Let well, not know what we're talking about. <laughs> there's four <laughs> listeners, dude. No, there's five. That we got well, that five, preacher yeah. in Tennessee and the dude All in right. Texas, All and right. uh, I don't know what we're talking about. So, well, here, here I'll guide you back on the rail. We, uh I'm thinking, Jesus. So Bill Walker, he's a decent individual, a, a man of his word. He knows a lot of history.
1: Must take it up the ass, though. No, he's, he's looking for Bernie.
0: He's probably seen his own butthole, his <laughs> oh, pedicures, Jesus everything Christ. else, and, uh, and and this is before I knew that he was just a warrior could eat muck tuck like nobody's business, and mm-hmm. and uh, he's supporting this Bernie. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm the one who's confused, and come to find out. He was supporting Bernie, trying to get people to vote for Bernie. So his old friend, Hillary, wouldn't win this deal. Wouldn't win. Yeah. He was playing cards like old Titanic Thompson. Mm -hmm. I didn't give up. No, you were persistent, for sure. Nobody Mm -hmm. ever
1: knew. Yeah. Well, it. Who
0: did I vote for? You voted for the blonde-headed fella, or orange man, Cheeto.
1: Damn sure wasn't.
2: Helsinki. Uh, no. Helsinki.
0: Well, Bill, that's the, that's the yeah. deal. If we've got
2: Helsinki. Three, yeah. If uh, only Bill was still doing cocaine, we uh, Well, <laughs> I'd be gone, man. <laughs> if we, I mean, I'd be like uh,
1: freaking Andrew Berdane. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I'd be gone. Yeah. I, it I mean, I'm not that bad off. I'm not as troubled as he was. Hey, is, if Jordan, Peters,
0: if Jordan Peterson wasn't Canadian, I'd vote for him tomorrow for president. Who the hell is he? Oh. Oh, Bill. Come on, Bill.
2: I'm lost. I'm Jordan in the woods. Peterson. Of all the stuff you listen to, you don't listen to Jordan Peterson. I'm he's like out, I'm out in the woods, man. He's one of the greatest minds. of yeah, I can't wait. He's- I
1: have to put that in my notes. I don't remember. Yeah. shit. Sure right anymore. on your right on your <laughs> notes. Up, Jordan, S- Peterson. send a text. Write on All your right. notes, Jordan Peterson. That. Google is. that.
0: And Jordan Peterson, in, in my common man. I would
1: love to have a connection with you, Aaron, anyway, whether it's. Uh, Hell yeah, like on a email Thursday, email y'all could look at each other's you know. buttholes. No, and snort no, no, we're talking text messages. Oh. Here, we could brother. stand
2: next to each other while we look at our own buttholes, Jay. Oh. No, look, I know. make it you weird.
1: No, All I know is, <laughs> it's like braille for me. Your butthole?
0: Shit. That just put another layer of frosting on that cake bill
2: <laughs> if you
0: got braille in your butthole your turd looks like a canoe i'm just i'm just tellin'. that's something to do with the rabbit <laughs> yeah it's like uh, that rabbit, rabbit turd. <laughs> oh my god it's
2: like
1: morse code rabbit i figured out the
0: other day that them rabbit gut turds are 30 uh, caliber
2: i hope people
1: listen to all your <laughs> oh it... i listened to two you sent me the two the two and you know it took me a while because i was trying to finish up on the Federalist and that's a deep read. Yeah, but even if you're listening to it, but you know, I like I like what you've done. I can't wait to read, listen, to, read. I call audiobooks reading. Oh, yeah. I do too. <laughs> too. Like, oh my God, <laughs> I do too. read stuff. I bet between Christina, my beautiful bride, I love more than anything in the world. I hope you're listening. Especially now, now that but, she knows, uh, she I mean, can she, tell you what your butthole says with that braille. She may know it better than me. It probably says S O S in your butthole. I, I doubt that girl would ever go dot there. Solid line, she's, dot solid line dot. Good, <laughs> she's an honest good. woman. She would never look at my butthole. Well, I mean, hey, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hold
0: it against her if she did, Bill. But yeah. I, so uh, Jordan Peterson is, in my opinion, is probably the smartest man standing right now and th- this guy whether we're talking bible whether we're talking politics whether we're talking relationships
1: he's the best one he's he's, he's i can't wait i can't wait I, the
2: amount of logic the amount of thought i mean he puts i love everything i love Jocko, and yep. he can fucking debate anybody you listen I love to that. Jo- you listen to jocko and you've Got to have heard Jordan. Well, he's, inspir- he's Jocko inspiring. Mentioned. He's inspiring. Bill, did you listen to uh, I'm saying,
1: Jocko? Did a deal yesterday. I haven't listened to anything. Uh, F- this is it.
2: Jocko Willink for anybody. So who, Jocko did a deal and yesterday. Plug in. This guy is a strong, strong somebody. He, I mean, he is. He's a military a man, man,
1: an honorable is, man, a teacher. So
0: yesterday, Jocko did a, a podcast, and it may just be on. I I paid the nine ninety nine for the extras, mm-hmm. but uh, Jocko did a podcast on the weight of the heaviest flag. We're okay, and the heaviest flag is that flag above our head, that American flag, mm-hmm. and that flag holds the weight of all the million men who have died carrying whatever that flag means to them. It's not what the flag means to you; it's what the flag means to. To the man who lost his life carrying that flag, or, or supporting that flag, and so on. Independence Day, Memorial Day, Veterans Day, whenever these flags are out there, it's amazing that how heavy that flag is. If you really break down and think about it, but that flag can still pop in the wind.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's it does pop in the wind. It, it has to pop. In it'll the wind. pop in the wind, and I I think that people. Uh, you know, I've I've got an issue with the days directly after nine eleven and the amount of patriotism that was shown in our country and then and then lost like a like a holiday decoration. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wrote <clears throat> I wrote about that the other day. That if you're lazy enough to keep your Christmas lights up on your house all year, you should be proud enough to keep your flag on your house up all year.
1: Well, Jocko did one the other day. It said. Make your bed first. That's the
0: first thing. Yeah, four a.m. I mean, so
1: mm-hmm. to your point, and not—I mean, I know that this podcast is about me. <laughs> it's all—it's all about you, Bill. <laughs> so I break in there and it's like, "Hello, My wife tells Sorry me, "Sorry for talking about me all center. the time." I mean, <laughs> like you own it and everything. But uh, you know, it is—is is honest God a tribute. Mm-hmm. And I, I know I, I just. I'm so proud to be alive. I mean, I didn't serve in the military. My brother and my father did. And I'm proud of both of them. My brother, my wife thinks it's the coolest, raw, rough humor above most people's head. Blow their hair back on them not getting it. Right. Smart. Mm-hmm. Rude, some bitch should ever look I, I used to know a guy like that. And she admires a guy like that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there is a true admiration to someone that can be that raw, that mm-hmm. cut to the root, and quick humored. And my dad was that way, too. I mean, in his own way. I mean, he wants someone... I remember I was about 16 or 15 or four. Maybe I was 12. I don't know. But someone said, Mr. Walker, what do you think about homosexuals? He says, I don't have anything against homosexuals. I just think they're a little bit queer. That's pretty fast.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was really good. (laughs) I
1: mean, he didn't have anything against that. People keep it in their own damn bedroom back in the 50s. Yeah, I mean there was things kept in bedrooms that should have been let out and people were arrested for it, but it wasn't about what your pleasure Mm -hmm. was. It was about what your rudeness was. Mm -hmm. So I find that the pleasure of individuals today is a rudeness to me. And I wish I wasn't drawing in from an open-minded person to being somewhat of a precious one. Well, I think you're... uh man
0: you you got to understand the people have to understand that there's never been a perfect world and there's never going to be one and to be honest with you Bill with me it, age is a is a medicine to this to this thing when i was a young man i would i was just like every other redneck kid you know and i looked at stuff by an unwritten law of how rednecks were supposed to look at things and um, with age, hell, like, going to Eureka Springs? I didn't want no part of going to Eureka Springs. Uh,
1: but. Oh, I knew those girls from Austin. Well. <laughs> kind of lured us over there. I thought they were girls, girls from Austin. <laughs> <were> the <ones laughs> these I girls see. were really girls. But <laughs> this was the 70s, you know. Yeah, so well. It's it wasn't a, quite as. B- blossomed.
0: Well, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, is with age with me comes a form of I really don't give two shits what you decide to do with your life as long as it personally doesn't affect me and my family and friends. And if you decide that being gay is, is how you were born or how you want to be or whatever your it reason can be is. be
1: born or choice.
0: I, can, I don't care. I give two shits. If you decide that you don't like me I give two shits. Uh, It's one of these things. Now, the vegan deal kind of irritates me.
2: (laughs) Well, (laughs) you can't give a shit when you eat vegan. (laughs) Well,
0: I just the reason why that particular story irritates me is I don't try to make meat taste like vegetables. So why the hell are you trying to make your vegetables taste like meat? It doesn't make any sense to me. If you have decided that your prejudice towards meat i heard a story you probably heard this same one because we listened to some of the same stuff but they were saying uh by 2035 the population of the world was going to be nine billion humans up from eight billion humans boom and uh there goes our air conditioner that's our man and uh try the top part yeah uh so it was going to go from nine go up to nine billion from eight billion and with that being said they said they were going to have to raise the production of meat by 50 percent and i'm not real good at math but if Hmm. you go from eight billion to nine billion why do you need 50 percent more meat to feed that other billion people you don't uh it's Hmm. it's just goofy and I just, I do have a little bit of a, a, a bad taste about the vegan people, but for everybody else, I don't get too short. Okay, okay. Well, well, let me jump
1: it? in here a minute, Aaron. I, I mean, I want to hear what you were going to say, but you hit me and said, or I saw it or heard it on your podcast that you're looking for a vegan. I am looking so for a So I, I reached out to a friend of mine, and they had asked me, Would you. Be kind enough to do a, a rehearsal dinner for forty people in on the Buffalo River over there, and fourteen of them are vegans. So let me tell you about taking a rehearsal dinner at the level I like to do it to the Buffalo River. is a challenge. Yeah, know, takes like the time. BOC right there, yeah. at, at Ponca. Yep, and. We went over there, and uh, I had it all laid out. I mean, we had so much fun. I cooked so much stuff. It was unbelievable, from crab casseroles to vegetable things, and all sorts of prime rib and (laughs) shit that don't even have a name i mean i'm telling you you could you (laughs) walk in the door and the the vegan part started at the corner where the cabinet turned and this one girl walked in and said it smells like death in here it was because of the prime rib But I, bullshit. I, it was the Brussels sprouts. Trust yeah, me. Anyway, <laughs> <sprouts. Well, laughs> <that's laughs> look at It is up for debate for sure. The jury's still out on this one because I reached out to the bride's mother three days ago and said, Your friend, uh, your daughter's friend that worked at Hawk Moth, I can't remember her name, but she was a vegan. Nice. And I really want to get in touch with her. And she hit me back. said, so she don't work at Hawkmoth anymore, and she ain't a vegan either. LOL.
2: <laughs> so you know, I don't know if it lasts. It was very the Brussels long. sprouts. I'm, uh, I'm been saying the, Brussels
0: sprout. the line of the day is Aaron blaming it on the Brussels sprouts, yeah, and not that the that line of the day. That's your. That's your uh... So let's ease on in. We've we've got kind of third rail on this deal. We walked down another path. We're going to talk about Bill's book that he wrote. With in conjunction with thousands of letters, thousands of letters, military documents, military documents, all written to his mom. And but first, before you, it wasn't my mom, it was the preliminary bride, the preliminary bride. But what I would like to know is, is what your dad was working for at the time was that a precursor to the CIA?
1: Yes, yes, the counterintelligence corps, not the CID. And not the OSS. So is this organization still in business? I would not doubt that there's still an office that they haven't shut down because you can't get congressional openings of things. As a matter of fact, CID was started in the First World War because they thought Kaiser had 35,000 spies in America before World War I. He only had 34. Well, however many he (laughs) had. They, they thought it was Oof. big enough to, to start something in the War Department. So they removed it from the military. So, you know, OSS is military intelligence. Right. It's like attached to each Army, Navy, Event. everything. Well, CID was attached to the War Department prior to CIA. So, so CID so stands for what? Counterintelligence Corps. Counterintelligence division, division Department. is of the war, okay, and that's in the military. But CIC, excuse me if I misspoke, yeah. is what Dad was in, and the it, they they probably had six or twelve people that even ran an office to not let it get out of uh, funding. Gotcha. Since the first world war to the second world war, and after Pearl Harbor, about three weeks they re-established a, an aggressive firm, CIC, Counterintelligence Corps. I didn't know till the other that day. That was War Department.
0: The other day was the first time in in my studying of history that I read that at the time of Pearl Harbor, the Japanese was the, the biggest, strongest, most efficient, Air Force
1: In the world In the world And they They had a shitload Of China Under wraps Yep. Yeah. Before so, World War II And our level of it Started So
0: Japan actually Created the Aircraft carrier mm. Um The Germans had been Working on it But Japan Had built Nowhere near What an aircraft Carrier is today It was just a platform That they could Throw these but airplanes a, off
2: a lot of them,
0: yeah, early uh, on, and so you know, Pearl Harbor to our youth or to people who just watch a, a movie called it, it was a huge turning point and actually made our air force uh, stronger. Gave us submarines, better submarines. It made our military craft that much more durable. Pearl Harbor, Pearl Harbor was kind
1: of a, a catapult to our Current military status. Well, before jumping into my father's story, I'd like to jump into that a minute because my father's sister, Lorena Conaway, had a husband by the name of Fred Conaway. C O N N A W A Y. Look up Fred Conaway, and it says he's on eternal patrol in the Marianas Trench, the deepest area there is. Mm-hmm. And he was home in May of, I think it was 43, between, you could look up Cary Grant and find Destination Tokyo, and the movie is made about what my uncle's mission was within six or seven submarines that went into Tokyo Bay behind their stuff and settled down and did reconnaissance there and my uncle was at home in may of 43 and some loose lips ship sink ships thing actually happened when a lieutenant in virginia beach or somewhere coughed it up to a reporter that then wrote an article that said our submarines are doing reconnaissance in tokyo freaking Bay, Mm. and my Uncle, from one of the legends I hear, said, see ya, won't see ya, last mission. And his ship that did that, of the six or seven that did it, was the last one to try to enter. And were shot there. I always considered him a hero. I remember my aunt getting to christen the first nuclear submarine ever built in the south. In Puket, uh, Pascagoula, Mississippi, it was in the Mobile, yep, yep,
2: mm-hmm. naval hey.
1: area, and I got to go. And I was it was so goddamn hot. Yeah, it was 103 degrees. I was six years old, and I had to be removed from the top of the building because I was throwing up or something, and didn't get <laughs> to see her smash that freaking champagne bottle on that ship's front. Mm-hmm. But I've seen the empty champagne bottle that's wrapped in the silk cover with the duplicate of it in my cousin's collection, mm. the archaeologist.
0: You got any of that at your but house? I'm there? telling
1: you, it was awesome that to know that I came no. from such background as as a guy that did that, Fred yeah. Conaway. Yeah. On Eternal Patrol. And then my dad I, I always thought my uncle was the hero. My cousin told me you no, know, he got shot to death on the turret by the Japanese when they sunk the ship. And my aunt wrote 110 prisoners of war that got off that ship and were in Japan. And then she got to christen that ship.
2: Damn. And let me
1: tell you, that is an honor. Damn. And that is a woman. And she wrote a letter that I still have to today, although most of them are at the University of Arkansas in the special collections and the history memorabilia at Rogers Historical Museum because they were kind enough to take all my dad's stuff. But she said that in a letter when she went to see all the officers that were under her commander's husband, they're all from the Northeast. And she went and dug for crabs or clams one day and said it was the first good day she'd had. And she felt like an old woman. And she was 27 years old mm. i'll be damned that's a true mm. story and my dad's story's just as big and just as good and he lived yeah so there were seven uncles and parents and stuff of mine that served in world war ii and the mackle the conaways and the walkers yeah and only one of them died and that too is a miracle yeah and miraculous so
0: to catch people up to catch people up on what your dad's story is
2: cuz we're not going to go through this whole book yeah no, no. but to I mean get the book <sighs> yeah well I well I always give you one I gave away about
1: 1300 I <laughs> <laughs> sold about 300 yeah. he just about got it paid off um,
0: <laughs> to give us a description of some of the some of the heroics some of the importance of what your dad did. I mean, he he actually wasn't part
1: of the military during this deal. Yes, he was. He was? Yeah, he was drafted six, six eight weeks after Pearl Harbor at 31 years old and went to Fort Leonard Wood for boot camp. Okay. Drafted at 31. Then he was pulled out by, uh, They said, we got a smart something here. Mm. We want him in. He was offered either officer's candidate school or accounting or uh super sleuth. He says, I kinda like this uh counterintelligence look. That's the way And so there there he went.
0: So he actually was boots on the ground in Germany. Yeah.
1: He was uh he was in he was the top guy over uh like the com- like the commando guy, or I mean, I wasn't in military, but you know, like, mm-hmm. like the guy over twenty-two teams of intelligence guys, and they had they would built the counterintelligence corps up to five thousand people by summer of forty-three or forty-four, and the, the military was really complaining about stealing all their officer candidates guys. They were going through the War Department gotcha. counterintelligence, and then they and right before. In 40, I think it was 40, well, anyway, it was the fall of 43 or 44, I think 43, and they cut it back to like 500 people, 431. And they put all the rest back in the regular military or counterintelligence. They would stolen all the best of them. The generals didn't like it. And they put them back in the regular military, and there's 431 of them that were put with every division and corps. In the European and the Pacific Theater of War, to be with them to supply military intelligence and security to the divisions of both Pacific and Europe, and Pacific obviously be less because you can't put so many on a boat. Right, and, and there were 431 of them, and I, I got all their names and freaking addresses. I mean, I've got them all. I've turned it into Quantico, and they love it, but. Dad was in charge of the twenty-two teams that were connected with every division corps in the army and in Bradley's army.
2: So what was he doing over? there?
1: Well, he was like the highest guy that wasn't in an office. Okay. So he was so over the boots teams. On the and, yeah, and the first assignment they got, he got there. He got there December thirty-first, nineteen forty-three. In Germany. You no, know, in England. Okay. When they set up for going to D-Day. mm Hmm. And they were the guys that figured out how to put the fake airplanes and the oh, misses and yeah, status and the them from Calais or Normandy. Mm-hmm. And they were in charge of all of that. Yeah. And Dad was over the 22 teams. And I'm, and in the book, in the book, I mean, it's his letters. He's the stuff he can talk about. Yeah. And he's there was stuff he talked about before. He said, don't ever mention that again.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm not in anybody's army. Do you mm-hmm. know
0: about the inflatables and all that?
2: how they're they acted as if they had a larger military yeah right, just right. well these guys were running
1: around and his intelligence guys were with every division of course setting that stuff up and supplying the security and the and the and the whatever the intelligence for it and and he, now he was pretty high up mm-hmm. now all of his guys that were assigned with these divisions they parachuted in did all that stuff on Mm -hmm. day one day two or day three of of the normandy invasion dad was phase four i've got letters in there that he wrote home sitting in normandy watching this incredible machinery work to take the war to it because he was four weeks in i think it was like july 7th or something when he he got in there and and he's washing out of a freaking helmet looking at, I can't believe this stuff is really going on like this. I didn't have to go. He went in the fourth wave. Mm. So my. So the roughest part for me when I discovered all my dad's letters home and everything was, how do you tell a story about a guy who had the best job in World War II when other people died on many first and second whatever wives. Oh uh, dude. It took a lot of effort. I have wondered so many
0: times, out. Bill, how you know, we've all seen we've all seen those boats coming in and they drop down the tailgate and, and, yeah. and dead. And, oh yeah. And the boys are running out into an ocean of, of blood and they keep on going
2: Keeping on. keep, keep on
1: going forward. And, and and some smart motherfucker and some guy that's an engineer that went through the roughest smartest boot camp figures out how to do a Bangalore torpedo and gets his ass blown off just to blow up something that some poor some bitch from Springfield <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm with has you. to yeah. follow up with yeah. some a bitch I. Find me one today. Oh well. Find me
0: one. Don't don't go there, but oh no, I'm I'm gonna give you this. I'm gonna tell you that those particular men, who, ah, man, I, it's hard to even know if it's courage. You know, it's it's some sort of tribal push to say that when the door drops. I'm going to keep charging forward. and, and Well, I
1: mean, let me make it easier for you for a minute. Yeah. In the story that how do you tell the story about the guy that had the best job in the military, and I believe my dad had it. Well, when they go on in, and they're really boots on the ground. It was like a wave that looked like a tornado or a cyclone or a hurricane that's the war. Right. You know, you can see the path. I never thought of it like that, but it's like a bulldozer.
2: Oh, it's yeah. not
1: like the whole mm-hmm. world. People are watching. They're seep- So. so Dad's team, with all these 22 teams he had with every division and core, when they actually spread that volcano or warpath tornado opening up, and it was slashed
0: in the landscape. Let's call it a swash of freedom.
1: Yeah, these guys mm. went out mm. into that the hinterland, good. hinterland, and you know what they gave them? Eggs. Yeah. They they said dad's letter said they say they're starving out here, but they're feeding us the best shit we ever had. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean I can't believe it. I mean, because they were so I mean, all those French people and all those he talked about liberating France and as soon as they got to Germany, that that definition changed. He said, occupy. Right. So in his vernacular of letters home to his wife, and these are just letters. These are not bang, bang, shoot them up, big things, but if you put the dots together, and the biggest dots, the biggest dots ever, ever, is that there are things that contradict what's in the history books, if you Google it, mm-hmm. to what happened to certain people in World War II that were Germans, for instance, that my father wrote and kept the evidence of, and he was a 31-year-old lawyer when he was drafted. He was 36 when he five when he came home, mm-hmm. and he kept immaculate notes. Notes, and let me tell you, they caught these motherfuckers, and they were ruthless, yellowtail, but under their asshole. They were looking at it.
2: Bastards. <laughs> that was, a, that that was would, a torment. They were
1: always elected and put in place because of political position. Of course. Mm-hmm. They weren't the smartest and the brightest like we were drafted from mm-hmm. our society. And these fine individuals ripped them apart. They were the A Ours were the A students. They were the C students that just got place. The well, Germans were. Yes. yes. Well eight. Hey. And they ripped them apart. Yeah. And when I was in tenth grade, my brother was coming home from Suwanee and I was studying a little bit of World War Two. And I said, if you'd ever knew my dad, you'd believe anything he looked at you and told you. Gotcha. No matter who you were. Lawyer, judge. He he served on the Supreme Court of Arkansas. Yeah. His only disappointment was not being The Supreme Court Justice of the United States, and he was promoted to be that by Fulbright and McClellan. Mm -hmm. And Johnson picked someone else, and that was his only disappointment when I asked him, what he didn't get to do, he so, said, was not a Supreme Court I'm damn... Hey, I, I
0: don't want to... That's my father. Okay, well, I'm glad he didn't because you wouldn't be sitting here today inside, <laughs> inside the squirrel dairy yeah. talking to well, him.
1: Well, he'd been a good one. And he'd agreed with damn near everything <laughs> but, he'd done last but, few
0: weeks. You but, you know, the typical difference between... <laughs> I like, between sorry, me. I get emotional. No, it's Hell, good. Hell, so do we. The, the typical difference between an American fighting man and, say the german the japanese whoever we've been fighting has always been that we come from freedom Mm -hmm. and we know the value of freedom and and you know i think of a lot of americans today uh, and always uh, at least in modern times have been born with every our poorest american still is wealthier than most uh you know we talked about the weight of the flag well the weight of freedom's a heavy heavy deal and you don't even know you're carrying it until you lose it right and if you were to lose true american freedom and the word that gets forgotten a lot is liberties mm. and liberties is you don't have freedom without liberties without the liberty to to be your own person to control your own thoughts, to write your own words, to, you know, they talk about freedom to bear arms. Well, that's a lot to do with liberty. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you were to go through and ask anybody, age doesn't have anything to do with this, but if you would ask them what liberty is, I think you're going to come up blank. On the majority of the people you ask, well, you won't
1: come up black with it on me. What's liberty mean to you? Liberty to me Billings, means means um, freedom of thought, freedom of action, and history from those that brought it to us.
0: Yeah, I think I think he kind of
2: that's pretty fucking solid.
0: Uh, you know, Bill Bill nailed it, and I and. Bill's theory on liberties is pretty much what mine is and mm-hmm. and I think that whenever you try to take away the ability for the general American the just everyday American to have their own thought, and when you try to force feed thought into that individual, well that's whenever the word freedom is lost, and so the men, the women. The people in the field and the, and the people in the office who have helped protect our freedoms, man, it's real easy to badger and what's what's the definition
2: definition of liberty the state of being free within society from oppression restrictions imposed by authority on one's way of life behavior or political views i don't think any of us missed out on that when we gave our brief so so do you have freedom without it no i mean no
0: no you don't so how i mean the majority of the shirts are going to talk about freedom yeah The tattoos are going to say freedom. Yeah. Uh, The skillet that you cook freedom in is liberty. Yeah, liberty. And liberty is a a critical part of this deal. So, Bill, what are you going to read us? A little verbiage there out of the book? Well, I
1: wanted to tell you a story and then read you a little fun thing. Okay. Uh, When it comes to uh, my father's part of it, I was saying it was kind of difficult to... Tell the story because he had the best job there was. He was privileged.
0: I've heard about those people.
1: He was educated. Oof. And he had, he'd been asked to go to war. Mm -hmm. He was 31 years old. And, you know, uh, he was writing home to his wife one night and he was trying to just, Tell the parts that he could talk about. And lo and behold, he was talking about all the guys that didn't go. I mean, Mr. Frierson, Charles Frierson II. He was one of the three Counterintelligence Corps special agents that lived in Jonesboro, Arkansas when I grew up out of 431 of them in the world. And, you know. He talked about him and says, he's fighting the Battle of Omaha. Well, he meant Omaha, Nebraska, because the guy didn't even have to go to the war. But he was pretty high up. But, you know, they were just trying to write home to their wives. And one night, Dad was being commissioned in France to be a first lieutenant. And most of them were getting their commissions that didn't go. Mm -hmm. that were in the United States. He said, last night, I finally got to see the Follies Berger. And that's because he was like in Paris during the war getting commissioned. He said, and it's a wonderful show. I'm enclosing the program. I always had an idea it was a lot like our burlesque, but it's a much higher class performance. The scenery and lighting effects were splendid, and there were some beautiful costumes as well as some beautiful places where there were no costumes. <laughs> Those are my kind of places. <laughs> apparently, the Civil Affairs hasn't got that Brazier factory going yet because these poor girls didn't have some in some scenes. However, it's not true that they're out of pants, though some of them are apparently wearing ones they had when they were very small. Right. So they did get to... I mean, he wondered why he was there. But... He was getting commissioned on the field mm-hmm. to first lieutenant as a counterintelligence corps, and they didn't even wear rank. Mm-hmm. They were War Department. They were pre-CIA. Yeah, And when they all came back, Dad got to come back home earlier than he imagined. I mean, people stayed in Japan, and they set things up, and they stayed in Germany, and they set things up, and those things are still set up. But for some reason, he was so freaking smart and capable, they brought him back to be one of the Ritchie Boys again. And that's where the OSS came into, Fort Meade. Richie Boys were where the badasses were. He went through there before he left to go and three nights ride on a boat from New York to Brighton, England, and become the first counterintelligence corps special agents that set up all the shit to fool the Germans. And he was a badass. And they, he, across his desk, every arrest report of all the Nazis. Nats, nastiest Nazis. I, I Fumble my Nazi. Right. Well, it's all right. We've, Nasty, been, we've been drinking here. I'm just yeah. talking about nasties, nasties. But anyway, they they held them down. They put Goring right in there, and the thing about it was he tied it all together. Then on April 17th, they talked. They caught Hermann Fegelein. Herman Figelin was married to Ava Braun's sister, the brother in law of Ava Braun, so he could get into Himmler and Hitler's association. And he was killed, according to the history books, in his apartment on April 28, 1945, in Berlin, not wanting to go to the Chancellor's bunker for the little suicide party. But actually, the 101st Airborne with my father's group. Captured that son, of bitch. They interrogated him. They removed his wife and two children from there, took him back to where they were holding them all, and they got Adolf Hitler from his intelligence, even though it says district and history books, but I've got it. Mm-hmm. And they went there and they fooled them all. And if you ever wonder why Hitler's body was burned and cut up and desecrated in this front yard of his Saks bunker is because they didn't want him hauling them around like Mussolini a couple of days later. gotcha. And our guys got him. Mm-hmm. And my dad told me in 10th grade, William, I assure you, Mr. Hitler did not make it out of the war. Well, he ain't you marrying
0: gold in Argentina? No, no, no. <laughs> That's what I
1: said to Dad. Hey, we don't know if he made it to Archie. He says, William, I assure you, Mr. Hitler did not make it out of the war. My dad kept all these things. Mr. Hitler. And if I could, yeah, he wouldn't refer to him as Fuhrer. <laughs> right. Yeah, And piece of shit, mister, that right. was. But I guarantee you one thing, if I could ever find the screenwriter, Yeah, yeah. I've got all the beat sheets together. So I wrote down.
0: I wrote down a question. I love my dad. Oh, we. I I loved reading the book. I read the book several years ago when you gave it to me. I wrote down the question.
1: Here is uh, why do we go to war? Well, now it's because we're a bunch of dumbasses and a bunch of people that are invested into illegal bullshit that you know. What does Hunter have to do with Ukraine? What does Obama's overthrow of timeline, whether it's his deal or not, but timeline of his administration when the, the government of Ukraine has changed and within one month Hunter Biden goes to work for the biggest industry there? I'm, and what does it all have to do with that? I'd say that there's some deep, deep, deep... I'm stage. gonna say that's what scares me. Well, sorry,
2: that's what scares me. Is that we don't fucking know.
1: Well, I, I think that uh, you can bet some big bucks are being passed. Oh yeah, regarding I think, everything oh, yeah. we don't know. So everything. my
0: reason why we go to war is going to be financial. I I believe it's a it's a financial deal. Um, Eisenhower nailed it. I believe we have a a, a good range of patriots in our country who will do what our country says they will go and fight because we got fighting men I mean genetically we we've, we've got fighting men yeah um, and we've got fighting men from every nation in the world who have come here to you know post 9/11 we had immigrants come to the United States who wanted to join the military to protect the freedom that but we free- had them. here
1: because our liber- freedom and liberty. Yeah. How well, dare you? Go. We could easily <laughs> yeah. change our immigration issues to three point two million a year instead of one point two million a year through but, legal realms based on the jobs we need to fulfill. Well we're but, not but, doing but shit we, without that we don't do that no. stuff. I mean we no. we let people roll and but there's ways to do things sensibly and, and oh, simply man. So, simply. So I was in California two weeks ago and
0: And driving from, I I landed in Fresno, which is the agricultural capital of the country, maybe the world, I don't know. And uh, driving from there, 30-mile drive south, and you see nothing but fields of of trees and grapes and crops and and all this. Bill, you're paying $20 an hour for a dude to make a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Who the hell are you going to have work when it's 109 degrees? In a dusty field, those people don't exist in our country, and
1: so we need to. I mean, they're pretty simple things that could be done, but the depths of deception. Oh yeah, yeah. Within our own congressional unit, I mean, the president. I mean, read the Constitution, read the Declaration of Independence, read freaking. You know, the papers that Jeff... Yeah, the Federalists. Federalists. I mean, these guys were smart as hell. Uh, Unbelievably. All you got to do is just make things simple instead of so complicated.
0: Well, and, and, you know, I think that what gets lost is uh, the the migrant of today would be your Central and South America is what we focus on. Mm -hmm. But there was migrants of Oklahoma, Kansas, Arkansas, who went to the same place to pick the same fruit. Uh, and they were treated the same way. But their skin color was the same as you and me. a mm-hmm. they're, they're, matter of fact, those people, those immigrants to the San Joaquin Valley were my family. And uh, left Oklahoma, mm. left Arkansas, left Texas to go out, Grapes of Wrath, right? and. Hmm. Uh, there, they were hated when they got to the border of California. They weren't let in. It they should had, be
1: Irish in Boston. I mean, well, yeah.
0: if you were Irish, there's another bit of history. If you're if you're Irish in this country, pre shit, I'll go eighteen hundred. Right, you were a servant.
1: Well, I mean, like they dumped them off right there on the South Carolina shore. Swear- they, that's where they sold them.
0: Well, <laughs> and they and got a right, better, right. Got more better than,
1: deal than I was thinking of. But I mean, I've yeah. come from a McElduff. I mean, there's lots of McDuffs, but there's very few McElduffs. But that was my mother's name. And there's a McElduff Creek in South Carolina. I mean, it's that simple. Here's, yeah. here's
0: my simple. My simple is as I've mentioned it time and time again, it takes struggle, it takes sacrifice takes all of that stuff to to possess success and that struggle that sacrifice all that also makes patriots bill are you
1: ashamed of being mm-hmm. what
0: am i i'm not ashamed to have anything i got I, yeah my
1: shame be irish you seem yeah. to be danish you yeah. shame to be I, african you shame to be anything you
0: know what i get ashamed of i get ashamed of if i don't dry off my steak and cook it correctly.
1: There you <laughs> go. There you go. That, that is the worst steak I ever cooked in my life. Oh, I'm ashamed yeah. of myself.
0: I mean, I'll have some pity on myself mm. for that. But it, here's the thing: is as an American, we are born spoiled. We mm. we have everything that you could want. It's in arm's reach, and it just matters how far you're going to stretch
2: your arm. Oh my yep. God! You I think there's should have been I, mean, I think dogs. I think that. Uh, I think that acknowledgement of just how good we have it is getting lost. Oh, absolutely. And that—that's what's scary. It's. Uh, that's what's scary is that people don't know what. Bill's dad went through. What generations? I mean, not even that long ago. Fred 60, Sixty, seventy years ago, people fighting.
0: Boys, they will sell hundreds of millions of dollars worth of tickets to watch Top Gun. Mm-hmm. And that's a fake story. You don't even know what country they were fighting in. You know what I mean? Yeah. No one knows what co- they. You know it was a NATO ally yeah. who had turned sour. It's a perceived rush. It, you, yeah, But the people, the same flag-carrying stuff that happened post-9-11, I guarantee you there's boys and girls who are wanting to join the Air Force because they watch Top Gun. Yeah. Maybe they'll find something. There. Well, well maybe. I fucking hope. So. Whatever the
1: motivation. Well, is. Uh, I mean, hit, I don't want to. Well, get why that. not
0: provide more shows on TV and in Hollywood that provide the good side of who we are? Besides, provide, say, a Marvel movie that shows mm-hmm. that Captain America is a bad guy. Yeah. And,
1: uh, and that's where. Have you ever seen the Thin Man? That William name? Powell. Probably, There's yeah. like five shows. Colin's My brother? favorite. No. Oh, this guy's gosh. 30s. He was the highest paid actor in the 30s before everything went 40s. But William Powell, <laughs> it's it like five thin men. Things. I mean, I love the guy. He's awesome. It's my favorite. If there was any. Thin man. any What's it the, about? The thin Well, Well, he's, he's like he marries a beautiful girl, you know. And she's rich, and he used to be a detective, and he's not doing any of that anymore. And he's drinking bourbon, and he's having a good time, and he's right Talking hanging out with his beautiful, beautiful, beautiful <laughs> wife that's just Half his made age. him. You know, <laughs> she, that's Myrna Loy, and he's he's William Powell, and he's my favorite actor ever because of the Thin Man. But you know, you get into it, and the guy he always finds himself falling into some detective case mm-hmm. where he's got to solve the murder. He's got a little dog. you know. It, it's all great. I mean, mm-hmm. If you haven't ever seen The Thin Man, all of you four viewers, yeah. listeners. Five, we got, we got that. We five. <laughs> that one guy. Even you long religious guys. Guy. Hey, so yeah. We got the, the guy that works guy. on steel, the California yeah. guy. Yeah, we got. Hey, the guy. you got me. You count me. I'm six. Oh yeah, you're Bill, I'm 6, I'll six. I've, I turned it on to a few people. You're we might need six. to slow this. No, down. anyway, <laughs> the thin man. All right, we're done? So, <laughs> check out the thin man. All Bill. right, William Powell. We got
0: a couple questions. Uh, Jamie Cooley, previous star of of the podcast, podcast number six. Yep, yeah, I think so. Um, sent me a deal. You know, there's a foot fetish online deal to where you could sell pictures of your feet and Jamie got with me uh, over the weekend and and he said that he was going to send in some pictures of his feet and see if they'll accept him um, if they accept him he's looking to get about $8 a shot and, he, and he's looking to do maybe like some dominatrix or something with his feet maybe stepping on a hot asphalt that's
1: worth two beers at uh, it, it, it it probably is <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, this leads me up to the story. How well do you take care of your feet, and are you a, a pedicure guy? Bill.
1: Is that a sexual question?
0: No, <laughs> not at all. It's just what? somehow. Hey, petty something. Some, no, somehow. <laughs> what do you consider uh, a petty? I don't know. Well, somehow, one of these shows, we got to talking about Jamie Cooley's feet, now it's
2: become a habit. I heard it. Bill, have you ever had a pedicure? I
1: like to take about a thousand <laughs> Minnows.
0: Yeah. On <Or> a date. <laughs> well, only four Can of them. Can you feed them all? Can you oh, feed them? My man? feet will feed them. Have you ever had a pedicure?
1: One time. Did it tickle too much? I like the facial better. People rub your head for an hour and a half. I mean, these women, you know, that I never heard about how good it was. But facials are the happen. And I just don't like the name of it. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> well, maybe they're sitting
0: on
2: your face. You know? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, well, that, that wasn't what the, happened. Though. The other receiving <laughs> end. I'm just, yeah. you know, I'm kind no, of. I a,
1: don't do, I don't do, I don't do pedicure.
0: I'm kind of a self hygiene type. Do I don't like?
1: even do manicure. No self care. I yeah. worked for a guy. It was a Jew. Yeah, I've been around. Bill, His name was Richard
2: Levy. You think we can find a sponsor to get me and Joe's pedicures? I'm. Well, out. We got a Jew. <laughs> we got a Jew. You know a Jew. Let's I know get... one.
1: He used to get manicures all the time. Pedicures.
2: Let's do it. Yeah. yeah well, he bitched come on, me Joe. out like
1: a some bitch. <laughs> yeah.
2: We'll I'll take Mike you. Cormier with us. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You should get you a
0: pedicure. Yeah, I don't have a lot of problems with my nails. <laughs> I. Uh, I
1: i t- it takes a few minnows
0: well i I'm, I'm just i'm really not that guy i'm just <laughs> Why are you asking? Me I'm about not it? that guy
2: either. <laughs> I just, I, I just, I've had a couple. It's been all right. oh right? it's good experience. Just so that, you. so
0: the answer to the question, just, not just for the that. five listeners, is Bill has had a single pedicure, a pedicure, One.
2: and enjoyed it, and he thought it I was did. good. I'd much
0: rather have a facial. When she <laughs> <sucked> my toes, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, see, I told you. Where's the <laughs> limits on this pedicure? <laughs> I knew that was going someplace. Let's wrap part two, which is actually going to be part one.
2: Yeah, I'm going to... Oh, my God. Okay. Start Bill, with the drunkenness. Here's our questions. And well, to all of our five regular six, listeners, six we of got Bill. Bill. Yeah. Sixth Bill, we're going to start asking some questions at the end. And uh, my question to you, Bill, is what is one message you want to send out to the world? And just keep in mind the world is six people. Peace, love, and rock
0: and roll. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. I love it. I, I, that's pretty that's pretty solid. You
2: can't go wrong with that.
0: Man, I tell you what, since this is episode 9, Nine part 9 2. So yeah. actually it could be episode 10. Yeah. Part 1. It's a whole crazy deal. Um triangle out there in Bermuda. But <laughs> what I would, what I'd like to thank Bill for being here. Yep. Y'all drank a lot of my whiskey. Uh not enough. It kind of cooled cooled down a little bit the more yep. we drank and uh, bill it's pleasure man I, i've always enjoyed your stories on your old man i i enjoyed your your music stories i've i've learned a lot about bill clinton um yep. i i don't know what else to say well, Hillary's another story. Well, yeah, we don't need to talk about ankles. Part three. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Bill, thanks for coming by, man. I'm going to get you a sack of fish. And- I don't
1: want any of that. no no
0: no more whale blowers you've had your share for the rest of your life i was
1: pretty good yeah Yeah, you're you're
0: foolish you're (laughs) you're out of your mind that's the bourbon talking folks so (laughs) hey like and share this deal give it out to everybody i hope you learned something today i learned some stuff i thought i knew bill but i guess i didn't (laughs) and uh and uh we'll catch you on the next
2: one cheers guys thanks for listening